Hello and welcome to another episode of the Three Fever Point After Podcast, another playoff edition of our show where we talk all things Louisiana high school football and a little Texas when we can. We're going to talk a lot of playoff stuff, a lot to get through, but first, let's bring in our co-host Jeff Harper. Uh, Coach, I normally introduce you as Red River head coach, but uh, things changing in Cachada. You put out a statement uh, on Tuesday, the day we're recording this. Uh, If you could just take us through that decision and um, what what, what led to uh, you stepping away from the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, um, first of all, I'm I'm grateful for my uh, my time at Red River High School. Um, I was hired in March of 2021 to be Coach Bachman's offensive coordinator, um, and it, it was known up front that you know I was going to commit for the two years that uh, that Elijah was um, you know uh, playing you know there at Red River and and being being there with me, and so um, you know it's one of those things where. Uh, you 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 get to be a part of of your kids your your kids playing career and then you turn around and um, I've got a daughter right behind him that'll be graduating next year and she's at Parkway and so uh, you know my wife and I and we've been praying about what 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 the next step looks like um, you know being there for all of Elijah's big events as a as a senior in junior senior year have been been fun but I've missed out on on the things that my daughter's uh, been doing at Parkway with cheer and all that kind of stuff so um, you know. I, I I let them know you know about halfway through the season and this is kind of where I was leaning and um, and you know with uh, much prayer and conversation you know just it felt like it was the right decision and right thing to do and so um, you know I'm I'm grateful for Coach Bachman for giving me an opportunity to join his staff and grateful to the administration for asking me to uh, lead the program the last two years and and um, you know Red River is going to be in good hands they've got uh, a lot of uh, young talented kids that are going to be able to step in and, and play right away and so um, whoever gets that job is has got a, a a program that they they can build um, you know build from and, and lots of uh, lots of opportunity to develop a lot of young talent so um, grateful for my time at Red River but uh, got other things that I would like to do especially I don't want to miss out on my daughter's senior year and, and uh, um, you know we'll we'll uh, we'll look at other coaching opportunities uh, at a later date, but right now, um, you know, main thing is just to uh, free my free my time and schedule uh, to be able to be the things that she's involved in. Yeah, it's you can't fault that logic, right? Uh, you got to have your priorities in line, and family always comes first. And now you got more time for podcasts, Coach. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, I, I did just want to ask you just a little bit before we move on, just about your time at Red River. You know, you mentioned it a uh, an odd situation where you go to be offensive coordinator, unexpectedly kind of have to take over the program, and you know, you guys did a lot of good things down there in Cachada. And I guess I would ask, what what are the some of the things maybe you'll remember most? Some things you'll you'll cherish, bring along with you as you do move on to the next step. Well, first and foremost, it's the players and uh, the relationships. Um, you know, you spend so much time together uh, during the season and then the off season and summer and all that, that, um, you know, football is not the main thing. Uh, so th- there's, especially this group of seniors, um, I've just developed, you know, deep relationships with many of them. And, um, you know, I, I knew that if I was, wasn't going to be sticking around, this is the group that I want to go out with. And so, um, you know, that, that would be the first thing is the, the, uh, the relationships with players. Um, relationship with new coaches that were, um, you know, on the staff when I got there and, and guys that were hired uh, that I didn't know. Um, 
that that you know developed really good friendships there and uh, and the people in the community. Though that would be the main thing um, that stands out to me of uh, things that I'm going to cherish and remember the most. Um, and then of course you know uh, getting to be on the field uh, you know when Trey has a his first 400 yard passing game against Halton Week One last year, seven touchdowns and uh, you know then hanging 60 on the next opponent and. 54 in the Mansfield game and just got it rolling. Uh, th those were exciting times. Uh, putting four on the all-state uh, first team, uh, you know, that's that's incredible. Uh, having six kids sign uh, college scholarships are things that I will that I will never forget. Um, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, th th this year was met with lots of uh, distraction and difficulty, and uh, you know, a new district and a, a different schedule, and um, you know, a change in you know, playoff format and all that, in uh, uh, injuries and in in all those things that come with football. You know, um, you, you're very lucky if if you get to experience some winning seasons, and so I got to experience a winning season the first year and. A playoff run, uh, a heartbreaking loss in double OT um, to Rose Pine to turn around and uh, tougher season this year, still make the playoffs. A lot to do with our strength factor with our schedule and, um, uh, you know, another loss to Rose Pine. And so, um, you know, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, I've enjoyed every moment of it. A lot, lot of things that I'm going to remember. I will cherish the relationships with the players the most uh, and then being able to walk off the field with my son uh, after 14 years of, of coaching him and being his biggest fan, um, getting, to, getting to walk off the field with him was, was emotional, but at the same time, it was, it's a blessing. And so um, I'm grateful for, for all of the moments that I've had at Red River, for sure. Well, and you've provided us with great moments, too. I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, incredible games, obviously highlighting the players you've had through the years, Eli being one of them. Um, never a reason not to smile when we were talking to Bulldogs. And, of course, we will still uh, cover the guys in Cachetta, but – you know, I won't have a, I won't have an easy contact anymore. I mean, it's about as easy as it gets, but I just text you and we're out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, certainly, uh, you know, of course, we wish you the best in whatever you do next. I know you'll find success as, as you always do. But we got a lot of playoffs to break down. Um, and I guess we got to start with last week. Uh, we didn't necessarily call it, but I think we were kind of on the same wavelength, hot in an airline. Yeah, I'm a homer for the Bucks. I get it. But it did kind of have that feeling like an upset was possible, and then you had that rain come in that, that was really good for Houghton's style of play. Uh, man, I, what a game for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, I, I do recall telling you don't be surprised if uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary Smith and his defensive staff come up with a way to generate some stops and uh, Coach Brotherton and the offense slow the game down and uh, force uh, you know airline to score on every possession. Um, you know, I, I know, and, and there's been there's been things uh, said about um, you know uh, Halton and, and some of their struggles this year, but man, they've done everything they've got to do to get into the uh, postseason. And in, in the postseason, your record doesn't matter. Uh, and so, what happened when they played Halton? I mean, uh, Airline early in the year is irrelevant. Uh, and they put it all together, uh, proved everybody wrong, and, and played a great game. And uh, you know, hats off to the Airline Vikings for um, a great showing this year, district championship, and fully expect that this will be uh, bulletin board material and motivation moving into the next season. Yeah, and, and you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our, our player of the week this week, uh, Colin Raines, Houghton quarterback. Uh, rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, receiving touchdowns. kid was doing it all. He, interviewing Coach Brotherton ahead of the game, and he said, you know, uh, um, Colin is, is, is high school football personified, and, and he really – 
really put the team on his back. The senior leader, he is now one of three Houghton quarterbacks to pass for 5,000 yards, joining Dak Prescott and Seth Holloway. Um, when you have a kid like that leading your team, I mean, man, how, how awesome is it to see that play out in real time when you have this high school kid kind of putting a team on his back and just doing whatever it takes? No, it's a, it's a great feeling because there's there's nothing that, that you can't ask of him. You know, he can he can do so much. He's versatile. Um, you know, he has he has great leadership ability. Um, you know, he, he had a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown against us week one uh, last year. So, um, you know, 5,000-yard career passer, uh, three-year starter, even, you know, started some uh, there at the end of his uh, freshman year. Uh, is an incredible, incredible career and joins, um, you know, some big names on that list. And so uh, when you're an offensive play caller, you're an offensive coach, uh, you're a head coach, and you know that your guy can do all those things, it it, it helps you relax a little bit knowing that uh, you can throw more at him and they're, they're able to handle it. So uh, congratulations to Colin and, and the Halton Bucks. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how they do this week. Yeah, I guess that, that'll kick us right into our talk about this week. Um, obviously, we had a lot of other games last week, but the Houghton Airline, the biggest in terms of the upset. Um, Houghton will be at home, so great benefit for them now, um, taking on East St. John, the 11th seed here in Division I. Um, another, obviously, tough draw for the Bucks. You're coming out as the 27th seed. You're going to view everything as a tough draw. Um, I mean, do the, do the boys have what it takes to, to pull off another big one? Uh, you said they're playing at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, anytime <laughs> they get the opportunity to play at home, um, they're they're tough to beat. Halton's not an easy place to play, and if uh, if the Halton community shows up and packs the stadium, uh, you know the uh, the student sections rocking, the bands rocking. It's it's a very uh, difficult place to win a ball game, and uh, Halton plays really well in the playoffs between the pines. And so, um, I don't know much about uh, East St. John, but I do know they're always very very talented, have athletes. Uh, have speed and so um, you know at this point we discussed it earlier we discussed it last week um, it doesn't really matter what you've done up to this point it, you know you've got four quarters to prove who's better and um, Halton's getting getting an opportunity to do it at home as, as a 27 seed you know I wouldn't I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they pull off pull off the upset of the weekend. Man, I tell you, just hearing you just talk about the games in uh, Harold E. Harlan Stadium, I get a little tingly, you know, get the goosebumps coming. Yeah, one of the perils of this job is I don't get to just go enjoy the game like I like I would if I wasn't doing this. But um, yeah, special place there between the pines and um, you know, obviously another good part about playoffs is like we can straight up be homers here because we're not rooting against any local teams. Let's go Bucks! I'm ready for that. So um, we're excited to see that. Also in this bracket, Benton. Uh, well. They kind of just looked the part in round one as, as we thought they would. Uh, now another home game against nine-seeded Denham Springs. Uh, I, I'm loving the Tigers right now. Yeah, I am too. And um, I've, I've worked with the quarterback uh, from Denham Springs, um, you know, and he is – Reese Mooney is a good one. Uh, we've uh, been to camps that he was at when um, Eli and him were growing up. Uh, but I will tell you um, – I'm hoping Benton hangs half a hundred on them. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that I, I love those, those Benton kids. Uh, you know, before I left to go to Red River, I was on that staff, and, right. and I'm excited for for Coach Moore. Uh, you know, uh, keep in touch with him regularly, and you know, Terrence Smith. He already texted me tonight. Clint Barnes is their offensive line coach. Hit me up earlier today. Uh, I'm wanting Gray and Pierce to put on a show. 
Uh, and so I'm hoping they blow them out. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. You know, I'm not supposed to, you know, that, but it, it, Hey, it's not a local team. We're exactly. talking about somebody from down South. So, um, you know, I, I expect it to be a good game. They've got some, uh, talented pieces. Radrian McNeely's, uh, McNeely's one of their, uh, stud athletes. He runs the ball, plays in the slot. Some, uh, very versatile player. They've got a really good tight end H back, uh, a big six, two and a half, six, three outside wide receiver, um, and so they can stretch the field. Uh, but if Benton gets on a roll, they get it rolling, um, and they can go fast with tempo, um, you're going to have to cover down on their slots. And if you don't, um, you, you know, you're going you're to have a long night. So um, I fully expect Benton will uh, have a, a, a solid game plan going into this one. But uh, Denham Springs has had a really good year, and they're going to be a very tough opponent. Now, you said you want Benton to hang half a hundred. That'd be pretty slow by their standards. So, oh, of course. But, you know, we're talking first half. I mean, <laughs> right. they can pull that off in two quarters. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've seen it. I mean, against Houghton, 78 points. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think, you know, they Benton got that playoff momentum last year. It's not 5A anymore, but it is. And, and I think that did a lot for this team, a lot for these, a lot of these guys that are still on that roster to, to say, hey, we can go up against the boys down south and, and, and we can not just play well, we can win. And um, I think that this team's believing the way they finished the year. That uh, I mean, I, there's a clear, you know, they have a they have an identity. And um, yeah, I'm loving Benton right now. I, they're one of my sleeper teams to keep an eye on in this bracket. I, I just think it works out so well for them. Um, uh, one team locally that we didn't see last week because they're on a bye. A team that's got to you got to think that the Rustin Bearcats think this is their year. They're the one seed against Wachita Parish at home to kick their playoff runoff. I mean, it's been a special year for these guys, but I know they want it to end in the Superdome. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pulling for Rustin. I mean, you know, they, they get over the hump. They knock off West Monroe. They, they have a really, really solid year. Um, they've, got, they've got some really talented guys on their roster, uh, a really solid running game, and uh, they're great on defense. And so Kyle Williams is your defensive coordinator. You know they're going to be able to, uh, you know, scheme you up. And so – um, you know, I'm excited to see what Rustin does, and I'm hoping that they uh, they can make a run this year. Yeah, me too. Um, excited to see that game. We'll have the highlights, of course, on Friday. Football fever. We go down to Division Two in the non-select um, world, as we're in that split still. Division Two non-select North DeSoto, another team like Rustin, off last week. They start their run against Cecilia at home, a 13 seed. Um, look, you know, you, you, whatever, as you mentioned, that Northwood lost way uh, in the rear view now for the Griffins, and this is the moment they've been waiting for. Absolutely. Uh, and I fully expect that they're going to uh, use the lessons learned from uh, their last their last game with Northwood. Um, you know, they're going to be they're going to be a tough out. And I think that they've got all the pieces uh, to make a make a, a run at the Dome. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I just love everything they're doing down there. And again, you know, they're not going to see Northwood anymore. Um, I think this bracket works out well, well for them, much as I kind of was looking at Benton. So uh, North DeSoto, I feel like that's a team that is going to uh, help fill some time as we get down to the uh, last few shows of the year when we don't have as many teams left. Um, we go to Division Three. Um, obviously a team you know very well, Manny. They're also coming off of a bye. They got Richwood at home. Um, I'm assuming it's more of the same from the Tigers in round two. Richwood's going to be uh, a good opponent for them. I mean, they're very athletic. They've got a lot of size. Um, they, they've they've had a really good year. Uh, they've been in every single game that they've won. They've blown people out. So uh, I expect that they're going to be, um, you know, coached up and ready to go. Manny's just a different animal. 
Um, and you know how I feel about them. So uh, I think that that's going to be a, uh, I think that's going to be a tough game uh, starting out, but I think Manny pulls away and, um, you know, wins it fairly easily. Yeah, we, uh, we, I certainly, certainly agree with you there. Um, not much arguing I can do about the uh, skill of the Manny Tigers. Division four, uh, non-selects. This is, I, we said it last week, this is one of our most interesting brackets because, I mean, we've got three teams that we know are legit title contenders, and then one that we saw last week in Arcadia. Man, they can play ball as well. We've talked about them on the show a few times this year. Uh, Haynesville's at home. Arcadia's on the road at White Castle. Logan Sport and Homer also at home. Homer coming off that first round bye. Um, Haynesville looked really good last week. They have Oakdale. I mean, I think I think the Golden Tornado, I think they are hot right now, and they're going to keep that trend in round two. Well, um, you bring up their opponent, and uh, we, we've got film on Oakdale. We were preparing for Rose Pond, and Rose Pond and Oakdale uh, play each other, and so Oakdale's got a, um, a a really good running back, number ten. Uh, I'm not sure his exact stats, but I know he had over a thousand yards rushing. He was really, really good. Um, you know, uh, based off of what I saw in film, you know, Oakdale's big up front. Um, they're very athletic, um, but you know, they're running into a Haynesville team that's really, really good too. So, um, you know, I, I think that Haynesville, you, you know, being able to see them a little bit this year, they're they're uh, they're they're really good, and I think that they. Uh, they can beat Oakdale and uh, and do it fairly easily if they can you know um, uh, stay ahead of down and distance, not getting penalty you know issues where they're they're losing yards and and they can stop number ten for Oakdale. Oakdale's running back is is really talented. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, if Haynesville is to make it all the way, as we mentioned last week, and Homer is to make it all the way to the dome, my goodness, we'd have the Claiborne Paris Super Bowl in the Superdome. Um, of course, both teams have to get there. Homer, the second seed, on a bye last week. Okay, is it Dell High? Is that how we say it? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're playing Del High. I always get these out-of-town names wrong. Uh, Homer at home against Del High. I, I would say maybe they didn't love how they closed the regular season, but as you said, playoffs are a new beast, and um, Homer's proven to be pretty darn good in the postseason. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play him in the playoffs. Uh, I wouldn't want to play him, you know, the second round either. So um, I think they they uh, they put it on Del High this week. Yeah, and um, Logan Sport, the seventh seed, they looked really good. Uh, another team that probably didn't love the way the regular season ended. They lost that district championship game. But um, they certainly looked like the Logan Sport that we have grown accustomed to seeing uh, with Cameron Boykins under center. Uh, he was fine in Javen Claybrook. Boykins running his, his self as he, as he often does. They've got East Feliciana at home. Yeah, and I've got film on East Feliciana, and we played Logan Sport, and that's going to be a really good matchup. Um, East Fell's got lots of athletes, and um, I believe that's the team that's got one of the you know bigger, taller outside wide receivers that uh, that people are looking at. Um, you know, a recruit. Um, if if it is that big six 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 seven receiver, um, I get them mixed up because there's another team that has similar color, similar similar <laughs> talent. Um, you know, my, all my all my games right now are running together after you know watching. <laughs> Uh, every game Rose Pine played and then trying to right. uh, figure out h- how good they are. You're looking at other opponents in similar matchups that, you know, you know how they matched up against other teams similar. And so uh, I do know that East Fell's got some athletes and that'll be a good matchup for Logansport. But, um, you know, Coach McGee and his staff do a great job getting their guys ready. Uh, Boykins can sling it. They can run the ball. Claybrook is a problem uh, for every uh, opponent that they've they played this year. I mean, he's been he's been clutch in all those games. So. Um, I, you know, I, I think Logansport um, definitely gets it done this week. 
Yeah, certainly hope so. And then finally, Arcadia, we mentioned them. They won last week at home. Uh, DeAndre Nelson had a, an unbelievable game. Uh, top play of the week. He had two plays that we put as top plays. I couldn't pick between one. You know, before Justin Jefferson shocked the world with his one-handed catch, Nelson had a heck of a one-handed catch on Friday night. Um, Arcadia's on the road at White Castle. I know that's a tough out for anybody. Of course. And, uh, you know, Arcadia's put a really uh, solid season together. So, uh, you know, at this point in the playoffs, you, you don't want your season to end uh, and, you know, uh, for either team. And so I expect it to be a very co uh, competitive ball game. I've got some film on Arcadia and I've been very impressed uh, what, you know, how well they've looked this year. Uh, you know, so uh, I don't know much about White Castle, but I do know that they're normally pretty good. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that one shakes down. Good burgers, too, at White Castle. Terrible joke. I'll probably make it again on Friday night. So uh, just a little preview for the show. I'm cooking some stuff up. There we go. Um, let's go to the uh, select side now, move on from that. Um, we go to Division One, the select side, where Northwood was on a first-round bye. Now, uh, we could talk, and we have talked about, it's weird seeing Northwood here with these uh, private schools or however you want to call it. But, look. They're here. This is who they have. This is the bracket they're going to have to make it out of if they want a chance at a state title. And it begins at home with 12th seeded St. Paul. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know much about St. Paul, but uh, all of those uh, private schools down south are really good. And yep. so, uh, you know, I, the thing is, you're dealing with uh, Coach Brown's defense and, and, and Big Mason uh, running the show. And so uh, they're going to be a tough game for anybody and and just a reminder of of how good northwood was last year and what they've been able to do late in the season especially getting the playoffs they were getting blown out to westgate and uh westgate won the state title 5a state title uh last year and they lost on the last drive yeah i think the final score was like 33 32 or something like that uh so you know um, Northwood, if if uh, if they get it rolling offensively, uh, and and Coach Brown can get his guys to just pin their ears back and play good defense like they did against North Dakota, that is a a brutal team to play in the playoffs. And so, um, you know that that's going to be a, a, a good matchup. I don't know anything about St. Paul, but I do know that they you know traditionally are, are fairly good. So, um, you know, I look for Northwood to make it tough. Uh, and uh, they've got what it takes to beat anybody in, in that bracket, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do it in a dramatic fashion, uh, especially you know a defensive-type effort uh, because they're playing so good on that side of the ball right now. Yeah, it's uh, and they're 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 just they're hot right now. They're believing. We talked about it last week. I feel like that Huntington loss was really actually good for them to kind of get that out of the way and, and kind of regroup a bit. And they seem to have found that identity that maybe they were kind of missing at the beginning of the year. And you mentioned it. it's that defense, running game, Mason slinging it around. Uh, and, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time at a, at a Northwood practice with Austin Brown. I know they're never going to make excuses. They're not that that's just not the DNA of that team. But I'm going to get on my soapbox just for a second about this new playoff scenario that we have going on right now. I think in a lot of ways it's good. It's, it's working. I think we've seen more competitive games early on. Uh, not as many of those one-win, two-win teams or, or, or no-win teams in the, in the brackets. But, you know, I'm at that Huntington game last week. I shot that game. They played Jesuit. And Huntington is the higher seed. They're at home. And you took those two rosters side by side. I, I mean, we're talking about a 5A school in the Catholic League. I... I yeah. there's, there's areas where it does not make sense. And it's unfortunate because 
if it's good for even if it's good for most or, or a majority of teams, those teams that it's not good for, it's really bad. And Huntington had a special season, and that was a tough one. They came out and scored on the opening drive. Um, they were you know feeling good, but it you know that the numbers alone just kind of wore Huntington down. Um, well, so, I can tell I can tell you uh, you know from personal experience um, with with the two A bracket, you got two A teams paired with three A teams. Right. So you got Manny sitting there as the number one seed. You got Bogalusa, that's a 3A school. And then you look down and you've got, uh, you know, Union Parish sitting there. And then right. you've got Sterlington. Uh, you know, there's some there's some disconnect. And I get it. There's They have cutoffs and, uh, you know, by enrollment. I get all that. But I hate it that it's happening to, um, you know, really quality programs like Northwood to where they're having, uh, you know, a great year. They got a team that's hot right now, and in any other scenario, you know, they could be looking at a you know matchup with an Edna Carr. But this year wouldn't matter. Edna Carr is not a five, uh, not a four A team, uh, but now they're having to play four A and five A schools with both select and non-select in the same bracket. And so, uh, at the end of the day, you know, Coach Brown's not going to you know make an excuse. He's going to be the guy that says, "Put the ball down. Let's 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 just play the guy and play the team in front of us and may the best team win." Um, and that's what you do as a football coach. Right. But you do look at it on the other side and you say, man, you know, uh, the timing in, in this happening this year is, 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 is you know, unfortunate. But um, make, no, make, make no mistake, uh, Northwood will be ready to go Friday night. St. Paul's going to be in for a long night. Uh, regardless of the outcome, they're going to get punched in the mouth repeatedly for four quarters. And they're going to have to deal with uh, a 6-4 machine back there, uh, field general. <laughs> Uh, running the show and um, and and it's going to be it's going to be one of those games where if St. Paul's is not prepared if they look you know overlook Northwood uh, they could get absolutely worked and so um, it, it's going to I think it's going to be a good game and I would not be surprised at all if uh, Northwood goes out there and wins a close one in a defensive battle I hope they go out there and, and, and win by 30 right um, but at the end of the day coach Brown will have his guys ready to go and Mason will be ready to uh, make their life difficult on the defensive side of the ball and Watch out for uh, Marje and, and those guys on the, on the defense getting turnovers and, and, and knocking hel- helmets off and just getting after St. Paul offensively. So um, I'm, I'm expecting a good one. Yeah, a lot of star power there for the Falcons. Um, also in this bracket, Captain Shreve, they go on the road to Tioga. A crazy night for the Gators. It, uh, this game was like rain delayed. I think they started it at 9 was when they started the thing. And the Gators kind of got a big lead. They, they sat on it. They held on. They got the win. And the reward is a visit to one-seeded Warren Easton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Shreve. <laughs> but, hey, anything, anything can happen. And I'm going to tell you, uh, from a coach coach's perspective uh having film on shreve they are one of the most athletic groups of guys you're going to see on the hoof yes uh they're going to run into a warren easton team that is a mirror image and even bigger right uh and so you know uh and they're having to go there so that's not going to be an easy matchup but um you know I, I do think that coach kirby and his staff will be um you know prepared have their guys prepared and 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 uh, and make it a ball game. You know that's that's the that's the fun part of the playoffs. You just never know. Yeah, and I think this goes without saying, but I'll say it anyways. No disrespect to Coach Kirby and the Gators. I mean, look, a big win for them last week. This is just a tough draw for literally any team in the state would not want to play in this game. So, um, 
It's going to be a tough one, but we've seen crazier things before, Coach, so uh, we're, we're certainly going to be pulling from the Gators uh, here at home. We'll have that video from our friends down in New Orleans for you on Friday night. One last team in this bracket, and it's another team that was on a bye. It's Bird going down to Ash. I feel like when you see these two teams on the same field, it's, it's always pretty good. Oh, yeah, and you get to deal with Bird's offense, um, and then you get to deal with the Stacey Blue defense. Um, you know, Ash is going to be well coached. Coach Bachman does a great job with their guys. They run the ball well. Um, they're going to play good defense. Um, uh, they're going to be really good special teams. And so something's got to give uh, in this matchup. And, uh, you know, I think Bird is just a very difficult team to game plan for. Um, you know, you've got to spend so much time uh, developing your reads and your keys and playing assignment football that if, uh, you know, Ash, you know, gets, uh, you know, um, Eyes in the wrong place. One guy does. One guy on that 11-man defense that's on the field. One guy makes a mistake. Um, it, it can cost you points. And so, uh, Bird has done it year in and year out. Uh, they they've done it this year to opponents. Um, they they're very opportunistic offensively, and they do have a big play weapon at wide receiver. And Lake Lambert's one of the best QBs that could possibly run this offense. And so, um, I, I look for I look for Asheville to you know score. Uh, score points. They're going to be very hard to stop, uh, but Bird does a good job of, of finding ways to generate turnovers and uh, force three and outs, and um, and they've got a very good and special teams unit. And so, uh, but Bird's ability to run the football, man, they're they and then take their shots when they have to. Uh, they're they're going to be a very difficult opponent to uh, game plan for, and I expect Bird to have a good night. Yeah, and Bird, it's kind of been a a weird year for them when they lost Lake, and then they had that little slump. Look, with Lake back in the mix, Bird is still very much the Bird team that that we believe they would be here. And and coming in as the as the sixth sixth seed in this bracket, I mean they got they got a real shot here. So um, keep an eye on Bird. I, I would not sleep on the Jackets as I don't think any team ever does with that with with them. But we'll wait and see for a Friday night big game for those folks in Alexandria. Um, Division two on the select side, it's our game of the week, and I'll, I'll give you a peek behind the curtain here. Um, right around Thanksgiving, Daniel Brown likes to go home and down to the New Orleans area, and he's going to go home this weekend. So we try to pair it with a playoff game that's down there. Close as we could get this week is in Thibodeau. Um, it's Evangel at E.D. White. Uh, Evangel, in this bracket, Division two select, I would say they are a little a scary 13 seed for anyone coming uh, coming into your home stadium. Yeah, they're not a 13 seed by any stretch when it comes to talent, and uh, they're battle tested and they're well coached. Um, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be very difficult to uh, to to play. Uh, Edie White, on the other hand, traditionally has been a wing T team, uh, and they're very good at what they do. And so I fully expect that um, you know. Uh, the Evangel defense will be ready for it, and uh, they've got the they've got the pieces on that side of the ball to make it difficult um, all night long. And uh, hopefully, uh, Fulgham, the Fulgham brothers can get it going early and, yep. and, and get points, um, you know, early and often. And, and uh, that way, you know, Edie White has to play from behind, and that's a big bonus uh, for Evangel if they can do that. And I believe they can. Uh, they're so well coached, and and these guys are. Um, are really good this year, and you know they've been playing them young since they were freshmen, freshman sophomore. So these guys now have got really two full seasons and uh, now postseason experience. And so watch out for Evangel. Um, you know that's not a that's not a 13 seed type team by any stretch. And um, you know I'm excited for them. I, I look forward to seeing them do big things this week. 
Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Um, good choice for our game of the week. I think it helps Daniel, but I think we're going to see a, a really competitive game. And um, just an update, I don't know if the camera saw me, but the uh, Buffalo Sabres just scored. We're now down 3-2 on a five-game losing streak, so this is a big one, Coach. I'm stressing out. Anyways, uh, moving on back to football. Um, we go to Division Three, where I think we have another team that many believe will uh, be still standing when we get down to the nitty-gritty. That's Calvary. Uh, Their bye week last week, home against North Lake Christian. Yeah, I think Calvary rolls this week. Um, I know that uh, the, the downtime has been good for them. It gets them opportunity to prepare not only for this opponent, but uh, other potential opponents. And so, um, you know, they've they've got uh, a really solid offense and, you know, they're good on defense and special teams. They can run the ball. Wardell can spin it as, as good as anybody. I believe he's uh, the highest, you know, completion percentage um you know in the state uh, he's up there i mean i'm you know 79 80 82 percent something like that on the year i'm not 100 percent sure uh, but the numbers that i saw earlier uh this week um you know or last week were just shocking so um i expect more of that and uh and i do expect them to uh to to, to win and win big i hope uh, that uh, they can get the job done and expect them to get the job done because they're probably going to get done them in the next round, and I want to see that one. Yeah, right. And, and you know, it's, it's weird for them, too, because they, they moved up to 2A, which you would perceive as a more competitive district than it is, but they just kind of did the same thing where they just ran through it. So um, interesting, always interesting to see this Calvary team when they get into the playoffs. You know, how do they handle those close games? You're seeing the stars. I mean, I, I shot their Loyola game, and, and we'll talk about Loyola in a second. And as good as the Flyers are, that game was basically over in the first quarter. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting for Calvary. It always is this time of year. Um, another team on a bye last week. Uh, we'll see this week another one of those weird, why are they in the select side of things? It's North Caddo at home against Parkview Baptist. Uh, I expect big things from Amarion Miller and company, but again, a tough draw in a select bracket. Yeah, well, I can tell you, Parkview Baptist is, uh, is a really good football program. Um, they, they have a storied tradition, uh, you know, but they got old Reagan Smith over there in North Caddo. That's right. That, uh, he's, got, he's got lots of experience going against these storied programs. And so... <laughs> Him and Coach Cav and their staff, uh, they've they've got a game plan in place. And so, man, I'm hoping North Caddo wins big and and Amarion has one of those crazy nights where you're full of highlights and trying to figure out which one you can use because you got so many to choose from yeah. and KJ and crew. Uh, you know, Parkview's gonna come in ready to go. They're gonna be very well coached and, and prepared. Um, you know, but uh, I wouldn't want to meet a, uh, a, a, you know, a North Caddo team with that type of talent right. and those type of coaches and scheme, um, you know, in the second round when you don't really know much about them. And so uh, Parkview's used to playing a different opponent, but they get North Caddo and man, that's going to be a fun one. Well, I don't know if we have any Parkview fans listening here, but if they don't know anything about the Titans, I'll tell you this. Uh, you can blink your eyes and they can score on you that quick with the uh, weapons they have. And that is that is their thing, those big, those big hitters, and they go for them often. And like you said, we've had plenty of nights with Miller this year where I'm like, which one do we do on top plays? I could do five <laughs> Amarion Miller plays for the top plays, and they would be impressive. And I know he's got one I can remember from this year that's definitely in the running for top play of the year. He might have two or three when I go back and go through all of them. So, um, yeah, I, really pulling for the Titans. I would love to see them have some success here in the postseason. I just a love Coach Cav, Coach Smith, just a great group of guys down there. Speaking of great guys, I want to gush a little bit about your guy, Cooper DeFata of Loyola. Okay? So I show up to the game. I shot the Huntington game first, get a couple scores, head over to Mesmer. It's about, I'd say, 
three minutes left in the half. Flyers are up 21 nothing. Well, excuse me, they're up 14 nothing. I'm pulling into the parking lot, driving. I look over to the field as I'm pulling up. I see DeFata rear back, just drop a 50-plus yard dime to the end zone for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I missed it, obviously. So I'm like, well, I'll just get what I can get, whatever. Uh, quick punt, Loyola gets the ball back. He just drives him right down the field. Another dime to the end zone, touchdown. They're up 28 to nothing at this point, right, going into the half. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm, I've got a score. This is a blowout. I'm out of here. Kickoff, opposing team fumbles, and I hear DeFada, like, screaming at his offense, we want more. We are going to go score right now. We're scoring more points right now. <laughs> like, and I mean, look, 28 nothing. the first half. Yeah, most guys are like, ah, we're good. Take a knee on it. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go to half. And DeFada, not only did he get the points that he requested, he had this crazy, we had it in top plays. He reverse field, pump fakes. He faked me out so hard on camera. I'm looking for the ball in the end zone, couldn't find it. And then he just drags three defenders with him onto the end zone. Had a little ankle tweak. I heard him just shove off the trainer. I'm good. I don't need it. I mean, just leadership personified in Cooper DeFatta, and we've seen it from him all year, and I think we'll see it again when they're on the road at Episcopal. Yeah, he's an animal, and uh, he can lead his team to victory. Uh, you know, that's that middle linebacker mentality yep. that he gets from his daddy, uh, Dwayne DeFatta. And so, uh, you know, not surprised by these stories. I got to see it two years in a row competing against him, and I'm so proud of him, and I'm hoping the Flyers get another one this week. Me too. I just, it's like, kind of like we were talking about with Colin, but, you know, I've, uh, thanks to you, I've actually known Coop for a while, and, man, it was, I was getting fired. I was ready to put a helmet on just listening to him get after his offense there. Um, special, special kid, and, and we certainly hope to see them play on into the next round. One more bracket, Coach, and then I'm going to let you go. Division four select St. Mary's and Glenbrook, uh, both off last week. St. Mary's home against Hanson Memorial. Yeah, I feel sorry for Hanson Memorial. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know much about them, but I do know that St. Mary's is loaded, and they're really good. And anybody that can go in and 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 outplay Logansport like they did a few weeks ago is uh, that's a really good football team. So uh, I, I expect you know they keep it rolling this week. And Glenbrook, the state's longest winning streak, the Fighting Feasters finally getting their chance at some playoffs after a two-year wait. Uh, Catholic Point Coupee, or I think that's how you say it. Yeah, you know, they're usually pretty good. Um, I, I do know that uh, I think they ran into, a, um, uh, I think it was um, Calvary, uh, you know, in the last couple of years. It was, playoffs. I remember that, yep. Um, and they were really good. I mean, they had they had some, some really talented players and, um, um, you know, they were well coached. So, uh, you know, you're playing a feaster team and he's going to break out every gimmick and trick and uh, he's going to have some adjustments to his offense. And when you think you've got to figure it out, he's, you know, throws you a curveball. So, um, you know, I think they keep it rolling. Uh, they're really good on defense. Coach Thurman's done a really good job with their defense. Their scheme's tough uh, and they get after you. So, um, you know, I expect that uh, they have a big night and, and I hope that, um, you know, those guys can, um, you get that that big win, um, you know, in the LHSA playoffs. Yeah, that would be their first. Uh, so uh, history can be made in Glenbrook Friday night. And I tell you what, that is all of the brackets right there. Um, all eight of them and all their glory, all of our local teams. Uh, 
think we've probably prepared you enough if you're going to go out to a game or whichever game you're going to. Um, I'll just mention from our end, uh, we do have a couple of big Texas games as well. A couple teams actually playing each other from East Texas. Um, we've got Har uh, Hooks taking on Harmony, Decab, and Dangerfield. That's going to be a good game. Newton, New Boston's good, but Beckville, Joaquin, that's that's a really good one. We're talking about two quality quality 2A teams uh, in Texas that are going head-to-head -head on a Friday night. So um, we'll have all those highlights for you. We'll be in Arkansas as well. We'll be all over the place. Coach, what are you going to do Friday night? Well, I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be making my, my way up to uh, God's country up there in Benton. There and, we go. Uh, sitting, sitting on the home side, pulling for uh, the fighting Reynolds more. <laughs> I want to see uh, I want to see Reynolds get fired up and jump up and down and get all over the officials like he does and I want to see uh, Gray and Pierce and Andy Lim and and Tutta and all those guys get after it and so it'll be my first time to get to see him play this year and I'm excited about it. Well, I can't give you a game prediction, but I can promise you, you will get the uh, Coach Moore animation that you're that you're looking for. I guarantee no we'll see that. So, oh man, we can't wait. It's such an exciting time of year. I do appreciate you taking some time to chat with us about about your personal life and, and stuff like that. Um, it, you know, I, I know that um, I'm sure your family's excited, and um, I know you are too. So, we're wishing you nothing but the best, and um, we've got a couple more weeks of football to talk about. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. All right, Coach, you're the man. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners out there. We'll see you on Friday night, 1030 KPXJ for Friday Football Fever, and we'll see you right here next week on the Three Fever Point After Podcast.